Welcome. We are here at 1305 10th Street. We're actually just a little beyond 1305 10th Street. Uh, uh, 1305 is uh, kind of backing over my shoulder because uh, driving. Does that is that an acceptable just to say just because driving? Um, the reason we're here is because this is the location of one of Greeley's oldest unsolved mysteries. Their theory is, we talked earlier about the Chief Theater, and one theory is that the ghost there is Cora Rose Allen, um, because she would often go to the Chief Theater and was there on the afternoon uh, before she got killed. So here's the deal. She was at this house, and witnesses say they heard two loud booms, and then a slender man ran out of her home. So it's, see, it's like I said, it's a hot woman, or it's a slender, pale man. Tall and slender is a scary guy. So I'm average height, and not, not super slender, so I think I'm safe. I don't think anyone's going to think I'm a ghost. Um, there's this lady in town, Susan Seeger, who did a whole bunch of work to try and investigate the case. Um, So she was working to try and figure out who might have killed her. Which, you know, seems almost impossible, because it was, like, a really long-ass time ago. I mean, but, you know, she was like, maybe I can solve the case and figure out who killed Rosie, as a lot of people called her. Um... And at some point while she was investigating, so first she was investigating the Chief Theater. She was, like, doing a lot of history on that. And that kind of got her on the the course of Cora Rose Allen, Rosie. Um, And so she started investigating that. Now, she says that when she started investigating that, uh, someone left a note on her apartment door. It was, like, a very tidy, neatly folded note um, taped to the door of her apartment. And it just said... It would be a lot healthier for you if you weren't quite so interested in certain aspects of Greeley history. Um, of course, she kept investigating it because she's uh, one of those brassy ladies who's like, if you tell me not to investigate something, I'm going to investigate it 10 times fucking harder, so fuck you. Which I was like, you go, girl. Um, in the course of the investigation, Seeger said that she went to uh, a jewelry store that was underneath where um, where this lady's husband lived. I guess she didn't live with her husband at this time. It's a little, a little weird. Um, and so she goes to this jewelry store and asked this guy, and there was a guy there in a three-piece suit who was uh, very nice and told her a lot of history about the couple and all that kind of stuff. And she came back a little bit later to say to follow up and ask some more questions. And at the jewelry store, nobody knew what she was talking about. And then she's like, where's the guy, you know, in the suit? And she described him, and they were like, there's nobody here who looks like that. Um, Nobody has ever worked here who looks like that. Which, by the way, that is classic ghost story shit. And I would love to do that at work from now on. Like, if someone's like, yeah, I want to talk to uh, Steve. 
you know, and I'm like, who's Steve? And they're like, you know, this is what he looks like. And I'm like, man, it's been me and like two other people here. I don't think there's ever been a Steve here, you know, and just make everyone freaked out. And then I'm like, oh my God, do you mean Steven? And I'm like, you know, it's, I'm sorry I didn't bring it up before. It's just uncomfortable. Uh, there was a guy who worked here named Steven, but he died 20 years ago. Um, anyway, so that at the jewelry store, they were like, um, nobody by that name has ever worked here. No one who fits that description has ever worked here. Um, that, that doesn't make any sense. So anyway, Seeger, uh, did do one other piece of investigation. I guess the house went up for sale at one point. And she asked the realtor, you know, she told the realtor about the case and stuff and was like, can I spend the night in the house uh, before, it, before it sells? And they obliged. Which I was like, this would probably be an easy one to threaten because you could just be like, you know, either I could spend the night here or I could tell everyone who comes to look at the house that uh, a lady was murdered in here and they never caught the killer. It was a slender man, a tall slender, and then they're like, okay, enough. I get it. I was threatened, but then when you said uh, tall, slender man, pale slenderman, um, I wonder if that's where slender man came from, because they were just like, every fucking story is about a slender man. Slender is like the word you used when you, when you mean like skinny, but in a creepy way. Ooh, he's tall and slender. Uh, what's the, what's the version of that for fat? Like, what's the creepy way of saying fat? Robust. No, that doesn't sound creepy. Is there a creepy way to say fat? Morbidly obese, because it's got morbid in there? But that's not what I mean. I just mean like a chunky person who's evil. I guess there's not like many baby-faced evil ghost villains out in the world. That's an under underused... Ideas like, well, you'd never suspect him because he was a, uh, you know, he's a little chunky, could drop a few pounds, could use a few, could lose a few LBs, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, I don't know that she actually threatened the uh, real estate person, um, but you know, if you had to, it would probably work, right? I think that'd be effective. If I was a real estate agent, I'd be like, yeah. I've never actually f- discovered whether that's true that they like have to tell you that someone got killed when you're moving into a place. I mean, if I if I were buying a house and they were like somebody died in here, I'd be I would kind of feel like on this side of town like, well, probably someone died in most of these houses just statistically. But also I think I'd feel a little like, eh, that's fine. You know. I you know, people die. It happens. I don't know. I don't know how horrific the murder would have to be for me to not move in there. You know, the one we talked about before where the lady was in the trunk in the apartment, that's not like a super nice apartment. It's kind of a shithole apartment. And it's like across from other... There are many shithole apartments in the same area that are probably the same price or equivalent. Um... I think that's one where I might be inclined to say, like, you know, I think I could get a, a, a fine deal on a place if I, uh, without having to go, <laughs> without having to have a, a ghost here. 
without having somebody's murder have happened here. I just, I feel like I can get there. So, uh, but this is a house. So, you know, if I got a good deal on a house, I think, I think I'd be, uh, I'd be open to that. I guess that tells you how expensive fucking houses are, right? Oh, the real terror is houses. That's like the big joke of this this pot of ween. Oh, the real terror is this. Um, but the real terror is real estate prices, huh? <laughs> real estate. Um, that's the real crime. That's the true, true crime is real estate prices around here. Am I right? I am. I'm asking you. You probably don't know that I'm right, but I am right. Um... So anyway, she she got to spend the night in the house. And so she set up a bunch of tape recorders to try and record sounds and stuff like that. Um, see if she could find or create any evidence of haunting or anything of that sort of nature. Um, and she didn't get anything on the recorders, but one of the recorders just spontaneously turned itself off at 9.15 p.m., she had a timer so she could tell uh, based on how long the tape had gone when it had turned off. So it turned off at like 9.15 p.m., which I guess she is suspicious as maybe that was the time of death. And therefore, that's when the, the clock turned off. So it's, uh, it's possible. It's possible that that's a haunted house. Lightly haunted. Um, not overly haunted. You know, that's also a theme of this seems to be like, I mean, ghosts are around, but they're not like uh, dragging people to hell so much. They're just like a nuisance at worst. And, you know, some of them are, you know, I don't know. They're turning on the lights and it's like, well, are they trying to uh, doom you with an electric bill? I mean, what's the uh, what's the deal with that? What's the deal with ghosts? Why are they doing this stuff? I guess that's what's weird. You know, that would be a great way to uh, freak somebody out. Like, if you were a contractor and you could install a hinge, that like a smart hinge on the door, and, you know, nobody knows that that's what it is, so you just close it sometimes. And it slams shut and it's very loud. Or you bury something in the walls that makes a sound, like, once... Once every four days, it makes a noise. And it's like, well, that's going to freak people the fuck out. That's a good one. A lot of things you could do if you had access to the insides of the wall and you wanted to freak people out and didn't really care about your job too much. That seems to be a, a core element to what I'm talking about that uh, <laughs> probably people don't, don't speak of quite enough. Um, but there you go. Another, another, an unsolved case, possibly a ghost, uh, possibly not a ghost, possibly a ghost that, you know, haunts another area, possibly a totally different ghost. It starts to feel like, you know, a town of this size, I mean, it's not that old, and it's uh, not that big, and you're like, there's like a fucking, uh, quite a few ghost stories around here. I guess everywhere has ghost stories like this, right? But, uh... I wasn't sure I was going to be able to come up with enough. And then looking through, I was like, I think I've got extra. I think we're in, we're in like, bonus, bonus pot garbage time. 
<laughs> what a nice thing to say about my own show. We're in garbage time, everyone. But uh, hey, everybody, we're in garbage time. I'm getting a little punchy. I think it's time to, to push the stop button and end the episode. And uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>